Yeah. So, um, how are you? How's it going tonight? Going good. Um, just started, um, Ozark on Netflix. So that's about what I have going on. That's right. So we got a lot of shows in common. You just started Ozarks? Yeah. I, I when it first came out, I watched like the first season, but then it's been a few years since I got it been. So I just got back into it after trying to catch up with Bear Call Saul. So a little busy with those. That's oh, that's right. You're telling me you're you're watching that too. And and yeah. so you the same thing you did the same thing with that one. You you started it and you stopped it. Better call yes. Saul. Yes. Um yeah, I kind of waited for it to get to the last season. I always kind of like to wait as long as I can, then just be able to binge them. I have kind of an issue with that, where if I get a show I like, I just want to wait till it's done so I can just go and just sit through all of them, you know? Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, but... Yeah, um, I tried doing that with, with Better Call Saul, but I couldn't, I couldn't. Like, once I knew it was out, and like I have, like, my my cable records it, and it became a thing where like just couldn't wait. Yeah. No, the last season that makes sense. And I have to somehow find the other find the season six episodes now. Because I went on uh I just figured they'd have them all on AMC Plus, but I go I went on AMC Plus today and they only have like ep- starting at episode six or seven in season six. They don't have like one to six. So now I have to go find the other episodes. So that was that was kind of annoying. Wait, I don't understand. They, they, they on AMC Plus, they don't have all of season six currently. The, no, at least as far as I could find, all I could find was like it starts at episode like seven. So I think they are like taking them out of their streaming in order just to have it on cable. Maybe that's my guess, but it was I, oh, no. I don't know. So that's, that's kind weird. of weird. Yeah, that's really weird. And even the episodes like seven and eight, they're going to expire on their streaming thing in like August 20th or something. So I, I don't understand how, why they're doing it that way, but. Are you paying for it? I did a free trial just to see if they had it. I'd be willing to pay for it. But when I saw that they didn't even have it, I'm like, or I have the full season starting from, or the full season starting from episode one. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to bother doing that then. Right. Cause it's on Netflix. No, Netflix had up to season five. Well, as I'm saying, is if you're talking about watching it from the beginning, it's on Netflix. So oh, you don't have to do AMC right. Plus. Um, I don't even know how much that is, but um, I would assume Netflix would be cheaper. Maybe not. Yeah, AMC Plus is nine bucks, which for the month, which I was willing to do just for season six. That's why it's like, oh, I've binged it on Netflix. And then, But that's where I was like, why wouldn't they have episode one in season six on there? But I don't know. I'll have to deal with it later, I guess, whenever it's on there. Right. But, um, so where are you at with Better Call Saul? I just finished season five. Oh, you finished season five? Yeah. I, I, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I kind of, I'm kind of liking it more than, uh, Breaking Bad. And yeah, I mean, maybe i don't know it's hard to say because i've watched breaking bad like right every year i watch it since it ended like i watch yeah. it so i i mean i know that like the back of my hand but um um better call saw i've yet to do that i haven't even watched it a second time through i've watched it one time as it's gone and um man let me tell you so you finished you finished season five yes yeah so it, it's that's where i was or we all were 
couple months ago. It's waiting, waiting, waiting. Or and then the, because of the pandemic, it took two years for the actual six season six to come out. But now that it's out, and even then, like with season six, every episode that would come out, it turned into like a um, like once it would show the first episode, second episode, you're watching them as they go, and it's like that's it. Like that, I want you know, it's like that's it. That's it. It didn't make sense, but I'm sure if I watched it again, like the all season six, that's so crazy. I gotta find a way to give it to you. I feel like I should give it to you somehow. Find a way to record it because I have them on my TiVo. Or I call it TiVo, but it's like the recording thing. We have the YouTube um, cable. See, I have, and I have Hulu live TV. Okay. So I I thought I could find it on there, but it doesn't even, AMC's not even on the Hulu live TV there on, on yeah, on Hulu. It's so not? It's like, so I, no, I, I checked twice and it's just like, it doesn't even have, I don't even have the AMC channel. So I don't know. I'm going to. It's like, I don't want to have to find it online, but I might have to. Right. You know how to do that, though. I, I don't. I'm going to have to find. Oh, I'm going okay, to have okay. to ask around. I'll have to ask around. We'll figure, have to figure it out because, man, let me tell you, um, I'm going to help you. I'll help you. I'll find it and I'll try to send it to you <laughs> if I find all it. Right. Because it used to be easier like 10 years ago to do all that shit. To be like, just, I want to, I used to do that with all the shows. But um, yeah, that's crazy you're caught up because basically you're there. You're there. Like you're right there. Like there's really nothing much. There's not that many pieces that move after where you're left off, but it, it, it feels like not that many, but it's, it's, it gets heavy. That's crazy. That's so crazy right there. I, I try not to compare one to the other because they are, you know, just they're two different shows entirely, even though they have, you know, crossover characters and stuff, but. I, I, as Better Call Saul is picking up in what season three, four, and five, it just starts getting more and more intense, just like Breaking Bad did. You know, at the beginning, it goes kind of slow at the beginning, then works its way. And, and you need that, right? You need to build a foundation. So, but where Better, Better Call Saul is, I just feel like there's like every character is so well developed. And every time you see a different character on the screen, you're like, oh, it's. At least from a personal opinion, I just am so more invested in so many different characters. Breaking Bad, I'm, I love Breaking Bad. Uh, but, you know, I love um, Heisenberg and Pinkman. But now I'm, but the more I think of it, the more I think I can't remember the other characters as well, um, except Gustavo. I love Gustavo. Um, right. What's his, the actor. I, can't, I never remember his name. But oh, I, I know it. Um, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, I love that guy. He's so good. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I love these shows. And Ozark, I, I just rewatched episode one and I'm like, okay, I, I can get back into this now. That's um, it's a crazy show that, um, if you talk to Darren, he, he's, he just finished Ozark. And the he, whole time I was me, telling him. He got me back on it because I heard you and him talking about Breaking Bad and Bear Call Saul. Then I start talking to him, and he was saying, "Yeah, he, about Ozark." I'm like, "You know what? I need to get back and, and watch that again." So I need to. So he got me back on that. So you got me on Bear Call Saul, and he got me on Ozark. That's crazy how you killed Bear Call Saul. You were like at season one, I think, right, or something like that. Season two. Um, I don't remember. It's but not, it's cool. It's not, it's not a. It's not a healthy thing. It's not something I'm necessarily proud of. But yeah, if I find some, it takes me a long time to find something I'm really like that invested in. But once it did, it's like, 
whenever I get home, I'll watch a couple episodes. And then obviously it helps now that I'm, you know, single. When, you know, if you're married and you have things to do or you have kids and it's obviously you can't do that, but. Right. So. I just mean in the way of like, like with Darren, he keeps saying, I'm going to watch Breaking Bad. I'm going to watch it. And then like months went by. He's like, and I'm like, have you watched Breaking Bad? He's like, I've, I've seen, I see, I finished episode one. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> we have nothing to talk about. I mean, we have lot talk, other things to talk about, but I really wanted to get into that with him. But it's crazy how you're like, you literally, like, I think when we talked, you only had a couple seasons done. Now you did them all. That's crazy. I, I have to be very careful because if, whether it's video games or, um, shows or if you know if, if i find something i'm like mesmerized by it i will like if it's a video game i will spend as much free time as i can to do it but then that way i just feel like okay i'm done i could drop it and go do something else now and something that so i have to like yeah be very picky about okay i'm gonna do this now because i know as soon as i start it i just have to finish it well I mean, spoilers. This is my podcast. We can do, I'm going to put spoilers in the, in the description. <laughs> People have been always upset about like, when is he going to turn into Saul? When is he going to turn to Saul Goodman? And he, from where you've seen it, he has yet to turn into Saul Goodman. And that's something that they're saying like, okay, so when is he going to turn to Saul Goodman? And this show can't do more episodes than Breaking Bad. Like all the fans are like, I can read it. They were all saying like, this is, it would be ridiculous if this show had more episodes than Breaking Bad because it's the prequel. Like, why would they do that? And this show ends exactly at 63 episodes. Mm. It does. Ex- it, it, it ends exactly at 63 episodes, the exact same episodes of Breaking Bad had on purpose. And there's a reason why you will see it when you watch it. There's a reason why. Okay. And, um, there's so much more the, the, like Easter egg stuff that I, we can talk about once you watch it. It's really good. Well, I keep, I keep seeing that. I keep thinking like what flips that switch that makes him into fully Saul. Cause I, I keep thinking, okay, does, does, cause I'm, you might ever, you might, you probably already know at this point, but I'm thinking, okay, does, does Kim die? Does she leave him? Does, where's Nacho go? Like all these play pieces that I also think, you know, maybe, they do survive and maybe you'll see it in that black and white cut scene at the last episode or something. And maybe that's how he, I don't know, but there's this, like, you probably already know some of that stuff, but I'm just, that's where I am. I'm kind of thinking where'd all these players fit in later. I, I loved, you know, I remember, I, I'm pretty sure I told you, I, um, but Chuck was one of those characters that I initially disliked. I thought I was kind of like, kind of like, ah, kind of annoying, kind of like, um, but he ended up being one of the characters I liked the most just right. because right. He, I love, and I, I don't know how far I got in before I got cut off, but this is, I was kind of in the middle of talking about how I love these characters are so intertwined together and Jimmy and Chuck are such a good example of that because you kind of see how Chuck's, you know, issue with electricity grew as he felt guilty treatment at least in my opinion how he feels guilty for mistreating his brother so the more he mistreats his brother the more he he goes more into this whole other um you know imaginary thing that he's addicted to electricity whoa that's deep and that's how i felt with him and i felt that his death thing came from because you know he he um, you know, commit suicide. 
right? He kicks, he just kick, keeps kicking the thing. He knows it's going to fall over. Right. But in my mind, it's just because he, he said, pretty much told his brother off for the last time saying, you know, what? I never really cared much about you. And he walks away. Which, which, which I feel like was a lie. He just yeah. wanted to say that to, to hurt him. And I think it's the only time, well, I shouldn't say the only time probably isn't, but you know, Jimmy walks off without any yelling or anything to say, just so he knows. So Chuck kind of knows that's it. And that's when he immediately starts digging into the walls, trying to find that last, whatever that last thing is that's causing electricity. And then, yeah, just sitting in the corner, kicking the, and so I think at that point, he's like, you know what, um, Jimmy's out of my life, but that was kind of his tie to, I don't know, it's just this kind of, a, I guess I don't know how much more, I can, how more I can say, but you, it's, it's just a way that they tie together so well. and. Um, um, Mike and Nacho and how they all it just that's what I was saying earlier about where I like how every character I'm invested in whenever I see one character I think oh I, I'm I want to see what's going on over here and I, I want to go see what's going on over here and with you talking about how it ties into Breaking Bad my plan well, as soon as I get done with season six my plan is I have to I have to watch Breaking Bad after this finishes right. so I could so I can go into this with a whole new perspective That brings me, that reminds me, do you, did you ever watch The Sopranos? Have we talked about that? I just finished it. I just finished it. I just finished it. The Sopranos was, I was 16. I got my first job at Vons. And that was the first show I have ever known that people, I, I, cause I, I didn't watch it back then, but you had people coming up at the registers talking about the ending. And I was like, I've never seen just people who have no idea, you know, just people who don't know each other, but just say, did you watch the season now? And people were just going like, yeah, I did. Like, it was such a, a huge show back then. And I think it was, I could be wrong, but I think it's like one of the first shows that just was so countrywide of people just loving it. And the ending, I didn't mind the ending, but it definitely got some big backlash in it, um, when it first came out. But, but what did you think of the whole, the whole uh, series? Um, I didn't watch it again because I, I kind of like was in and out some, some of the, during the middle, but towards the end, I, I got into it. Like it was, you know, those parts where I didn't understand and, and I didn't understand, but I, I read it helped me understand. Like those a part where, uh, you know, Melfi, the, the, the therapist, yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Her last name is Melfi. I forget her first name, but, um, yeah. um, um, yeah, but she, like, like the episode, like I remember the episode that was very traumatic for me was when she got raped. Mm-hmm. And, and the episode of that, that episode is called employee of the month. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I always look at the title and I'm like, okay, what's this going to be about? You know? And usually it's like, whoa, okay, I get it now. I get the title now, but it was called employee of the month. I didn't get it. I watched it. She got raped. And then it turns out that the guy who raped her, she was going to a sandwich shop and the guy who raped her was employee of the month. Yeah. And then it ended with, with, um, She's in the, um, you know, she's in a session with Tony Soprano and he's like telling her you're off. Like you're, something's wrong with you. Like you're, you're not there. You're not here really to what's going on. And she's like, nothing, nothing, but he's insisting something's wrong. Let me know. And, I'll, and he basically kind of like tells her like, without, you know, I don't know. He basically tells her like, tell me and we'll fix it. Like, I'll fix it for you. Kind of like saying like, kind of, he knows or he doesn't like he knows, but you know, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. 
but he's talking like he knows what she's talking about. And she's like, she's like getting ready to say something. And then she stops and goes, no, nothing's wrong. And then the episode ends. And I was like, why didn't she tell him? Why didn't she tell him? But then as the show progressed and as I looked at Reddit comments and stuff, it turned into like, oh, she, it turned into her. I didn't understand at the time. There's a lot of things I didn't understand. Like there's that episode where they lose that Russian guy out there. You know, they take the Russian guy out. It's like oh, one yeah. of the most watched episodes where they take him out. Like, and I've, I've seen like memes and like all these things about that episode. And when it came on to watching, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm going to watch that episode and I'm going to get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Why is that such a washed episode? Like it was just these two guys who were just fumbling around, didn't know how to kill this guy. And and it's embarrassing. Tony Sabano had to go out there himself and like scoop them up and save them. And it was like really like there's stuff like that where it's like, I don't get it. But ultimately it turns into like, like with the Melfi situation, she, it was made clear that she's not like Tony Soprano. She doesn't need to have these people killed because of these bad mistakes, these bad situations that they've done. And that's what was a clear cut. I ended up reading about it. I didn't understand it. And even like the ending, like the ending, I, I would have been like everyone else. I heard that people were, when it premiered, the ending was like, you know, it just blacks out and everyone's upset about it. But, and I've read that and I've seen the ending. I've seen the ending on YouTube so many times before I even knew the show, before I even knew the context of the show. But once I watched the whole show and got to that moment, I get it because that last season, they killed Bobby. They killed, um, I forget who was his congiary, consigliary or um, the, the the guy with the slick back hair with the black slick. He was in a coat. He put him in a coma. Oh they, yeah. Um, so like basically what yeah. these guys did when they, when they took out these guys, they, they came up and they shot him in the chest three times and then they went up to him and shot him in the head. They did it, they did it to Bobby. They did it to that guy. But that, that guy, the concierge guy, he went into a coma. He, he, he probably right. didn't wake up from it. But it showed you this. Whoever did this hit on these guys shot them three times in the chest, shot him in the head, both guys. And so it, even though you didn't see Tony Soprano die, you can imagine because that's what happened to him. I bet you they did that. They shot him three times and then they shot him once in the head close range. They did the same yeah. thing. And that's what I thought. Like, whoa, they showed it, but they didn't have to show it because you knew that was what, what happened. Well, and I believe I could be wrong, but oh, I, I know at the end you see you first see the guy come in and go into the bathroom. Right. And I believe in a past season they had there was a scene where they had like a gun stash in the bathroom somewhere. So they come in, you know, unarmed, go in the bathroom, get the gun, come out and shoot someone. I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was it was kind of a callback to that. So you see the guy go into the bathroom and you see Tony watching the guy. So he knows something's kind of weird and off, but yeah, then it just goes black. Um Silvio. Silvio? I think it's Silvio. What's his name? The the concierge guy? The, with, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. Sounds the right. Episode, the episode you're talking about with the Russian, I, I love that episode. And I, I I for me at least, it's because you get Polly and you get Christopher. And those two, it's um, you know, it's just kind of like we're talking about Bear Call Saul and Bring It Bad. But I, I would compare it to uh Mike and Nacho, where it's just you have these two characters that you you really like when you see them together you just really like it, it doesn't happen too often but when it does and it, it it's kind of like you said it's kind of embarrassing but they're both kind of being embarrassing so it's kind of it's, it's something you watch and you're kind of you're enjoying 
watching it just because of the characters involved. And at least that's for me. I didn't know it was one of the most watched episodes, but when you said the Russian guy, I immediately was right. Like, oh, no, no, it, it is. And uh, ironically enough, um, you know who directed that episode? No. Um, 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 he's in, he's in the show. Uh, um, he's, he, he's, um, fr- uh, he, he's, um, Tony, Tony too, Tony, the cousin. What's his oh, name? Really? What's his name? Um, he's famous. He's in everything. He's in like Adam Sandler movies and shit. He directed that episode. I'll have to look up the name. I don't I, like I said, I'm terrible with names, but, but, um, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm looking up right now. You know what I'm talking about though. Tony? Um, Mr. D, you see Mr. Deeds? He's the guy with the weird eyes. Oh, um, Steve, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Buscemi. Oh my God, he directed that episode, and I thought it was pretty crazy. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Now we're talking about him. Have you ever seen Boardwalk Empire? Never, but I heard very good things about so, it. So, oh my gosh, that's like it's like it's like um just unlocked another memory. And I think Boardwalk Empire was was another one of my favorite ones. Really? How many yeah. seasons does that go? I'm gonna guess five or six it's been it's been years and years since i've seen it so i i could be wrong but that's another really good one yeah he pissed, he, does, he pissed me off he pissed me off in sopranos oh yeah yeah um um i'm trying to think yeah a lot of people on the on the sopranos tony's one of those people I, you know that's why that's a good it's like a good written character it's kind of like you it's kind of like saul and walter where you you love you love them and you hate them. It's like there's there's so much good qualities, and then you, but that's what makes these complicated characters are just really well written for you know a lot of these and new shows and they've been getting better. I feel like, but yeah, Boardwalk Empire though, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's on. I think it was HBO at the time. I remember mm. it still is, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, Check that that's out. A good one. Yeah. I, I've I've heard of that show. I've heard many things about it. I've heard good and bad, but um, yeah, Sopranos. That was a that was a crazy crazy ride, and, that, and that's interesting. You see that that Russian episode. We're calling it the Russian episode. I don't even know what it's called, <laughs> but but um, um, it's crazy. You say like the the Paulie and the and the um, um, Christopher uh, Christopher Moltisanti, um, parts. Uh, which is crazy because I remember um. Which I, I I was very sad at the end, toward the ending, when um um Chris dies, and um uh Polly is crying. It was like he's upset, and that really upset me. Like it really made me upset because he was like because he would give him shit. He would bust his balls all the time. He would really like he'd make him pay for stuff, and he'd be really rude to him. And he even said that at the end. He's like, like man, like like I used to like give him shit and. You know, like all for what, all for money, and he was like upset about it. And I was like, "Damn, that's crazy that he understood that he saw that finally in the end." You know, that was pretty sad. I remember when he gets when he gets made. I think that's what it's called, right? When that, that's really, that was right then. Yep, that's exactly what I'm and, referring um, to. He's paying for everything. He um, when he gets when he gets, yeah, I think it's yeah, gets made, gets promoted. He has the the, the there's that the raven in the window, and he's and Christopher is so adamant about that's a bad omen you remember that i remember that but and but did anything ever come from that because i remember thinking like well, i don't get this i don't i don't think anything really came of that i mean obviously he didn't have a good ending but you well, can even ending. then like he died because he was a piece of shit because yeah. because he he fucking he was he was high and drunk and 
when he said he wasn't. And he never, yeah, he, I think he got clean for a little while, but he just, yeah, he just never got over it. And No, and he never did. That's eventually why, because Tony kills him, right? Because right. at a certain point, Tony's like, I can't, I gave you so many chances. This is your last one. Well, the main thing, I think, was uh, when they get in that car accident, um, um, he looks to the back seat and he sees the baby seat because Chris just had a baby. And he sees the baby seat and there's a branch that went right through the baby seat. And and he saw he saw the branch to the baby seat, and he looks at him, and then that's when Chris is like, "You gotta like." Chris is telling him, "You like." He's barely breathing. He's like, "You gotta like switch places with me, and you gotta say you were driving because because I can't I can't I can't go to jail I can't." And he's like, "All right, all right. I don't think he says anything. He just looks at him and he just fucking like, strength just puts his fucking hand over his face like you're dead, dude. Like you're done." And then he tells everybody like, and then he goes to Vegas and fucks his mistress and like. <laughs> He's just fucking living the life. <laughs> yeah. Telling everybody, yeah, dude, it was unfortunate. You know, everyone was like, oh, my God. And then Carmela, whoever plays her, she's a fucking great actress, dude. DeFalco? I think she has her yeah. own, she has her own show She's fucking, oh, my God. Like, that scene when Tony tells her that Chris is dead, like, the, her reaction, like, it's, like, genuine. You could see it. Like, she's just, like, 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 and she even, like, She's like, stops and goes, he's really dead? Like, she has like, she's like questioning it, questioning it after like they've been talking about it for like 30 seconds. She's like, he's really dead? And that, I believed it. I'm like, oh my God, like, she's good. She's really good. She's really good. Um, my mom looks a little bit like her and it used to really make her upset that we would tell her that. <laughs> Cause she she doesn't really? like those, she doesn't like those kind of shows, so she never like. Sopranos was one of those shows that my dad would watch in the living room, and every now and then I would like be able to watch a couple of them. But I was like, no, nah. I, I think I was like fifteen at the time. I'm too like, young. I can't be watching too young to get it. Um, but yeah, that was always pretty funny. That's funny. Your mom would get mad. Yeah, she's like, no, don't put me in that show. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, dude, Sopranos, and I saw a lot of um, um, Breaking Bad influence from Sopranos. I, I noticed that, like the whole duck stuff, and yeah, all this metaphor. Like, like the Breaking Bad took from them. I, I can see that, but I also heard like I've never seen The Wire, but I guess they took they took from there, and The Wire's really big influence. I know The Wire is a big show. I never right. watched The Wire, but I heard it's really big. And so, yeah, supposedly Breaking Bad took a lot from that. But yeah, I know I'm pretty, I mean, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure Sopranos was kind of like the lead, like one of the first big shows like yes. that. So yes, every, I'm sure every show after, you know, like, like it was the first, I think the one, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the first show to like, cause these used to be like sitcoms ran everything Yeah, back then. And I mean, Sopranos came out in 99, 1999. And um, back then in the 90s, it was like, like sitcom where like you just every episode was different, different, different. But Sopranos was the first kind of like it was like a movie where like, okay, this episode bleeds into the next episode and then bleeds into the next episode. That was like the first show that I mean, maybe I'm wrong. That's the first show I know of that like did that where it was like like uh, a continuation, continuation, continuation. It wasn't like like it like different like in the next episode, clean slate, you know, you know, forget the last episode just remember the characters and keep going you know like Seinfeld Seinfeld was like that where it was like 
you know the characters, they get in these situations, kind of just forget it, forget it. like, And you could play them in different orders and it would make sense. But with Sopranos, it was like, okay, this is a, a movie, like a movie you're watching. And it was things that like didn't really have, like, I think that was like, they kind of were, like, were were messing with stuff because like there was that, that season where they were trying to, wire, they, they wiretapped the, the lamp in the, in the, in the basement and I yeah, thought it was like, yeah. this, this is going to mean something later. And it never led to anything. And it was like, okay, like that's maybe the, as ex- we were experimenting with stuff like, oh, okay, this, you know, this isn't going to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but there were a lot of dead ends in that show. But like with Breaking Bad, it ended up being like everything that you showed became something. It would, there were no dead ends. Everyone had a, everything was, was solved and, and talked about and made sure that you knew it was over. Like, you know, Marie had her, even though Marie was a minor character, she had her ending. Skylar was a, kind of a, not really a minor character, but she had her ending. Everyone had their goodbyes. Everyone was, you were content with where they were at. Yeah. They had to do some tweaks, I feel, for Breaking Bad. I think Skylar, I feel like for the first couple seasons, I feel like her 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 script and writing could have been a little better. I feel like she got a little short on the stick when it came to that, but they eventually fleshed her out to be like, to be a part more of a part of the show as opposed to kind of just nagging. And then it turned, they yeah. turned then it just turned into like, she oh, was Skyler really being, uh, annoying the first few so, seasons. So I feel like she got the short end of the stick. She kind of, she kind of, there was a designated, yeah, just like every time he comes home, she's mad about him. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we need to give her something. We need to give her something else. Right. Know. And they, they eventually did. And right. yeah, like, like what you said with Sopranos, like, yeah, I, I the that lamp, I know they um I think it was like something like the only thing they picked up was when they like took the lamp out of the basement to go donate or something. Well, like, it was so. it was a daughter. The daughter took it to college. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and and it was a dead end. I was like, okay, is that gonna come back later? And I was waiting for it to come back and it never did. And I was like, is that gonna be uh, Tony Soprano's downfall? Like, is that gonna be but it never <laughs> yeah. came and so it's like, what the fuck was the point? Like, and I get it. You know, I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't get it, but ultimately it's like, I'll, I'm willing to let it go. Like, but I thought it was going to be something that was going to be important later. Even with like, the rape, the rape thing. Like I thought that was going to be something that was going to be important later, which it was, but in a smaller way, it was basically a way to show that she doesn't need to get revenge. Uh, Ozark. Ozark. How, how are you liking that? I I'm like halfway through the second episode. I was like, so as far as I remember, I don't know why. I think I just got into another show, and I think that's what just made me go like, ah, I'll get back to this later. But I'm sure I like. I mean, the first episode it pretty much is. I'm I'm almost like I'm feeling like Better Call Saul again, where it's like it was just immediately the um, you know, first episode. Um, there's nothing spoiled, but you you probably watched it. But yeah, first episode, the whole group's getting killed from the second largest uh mexican drug cartel so i'm just like so so I, there's no reason why i wouldn't like it so i'm like all right cool he's going to ozark he's gonna try and make i think he's at 500 million dollars in so many days i'm like all right so i'll definitely get back in I, i'm i'm sure i'll get, get into it heavily we should do another podcast when you finish it because yeah. let me tell you you're in for a ride and it's awesome for you because i had to wait fucking 
five years, six years to finish this shit. Like every episode was like, oh, like once he finished the season, it's like, what? What yeah. just happened? Like the things happen where you're like, you're literally going, what? No, and, I don't and, know. And, and it just, it, and then, but they take from Breaking Bad as well. So I can't really, I don't want to go into that, but they definitely, you could see a lot of parallels with Breaking Bad. It's like ridiculous. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough. Yeah. I don't know how I used to live with the uh, one episode a week. Cause now it's like, I, I just, I'll intentionally just do my best not to even think about it for a few months, wait for the season to be out and then just go binge it. Cause it's like, I can't. That's crazy. You can do that. I can't do that. Like I tried doing that with the season of better call Saul. Like I'm just going to wait. Cause I, I record them. So I'm just going to wait and then watch them all and binge them. But I can't, I just can't like, it's hard. It's really hard for me. It just depends. If, yeah. I, um, they're going, I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, they're going back to once a week. Remember for a while. So I remember when Orange is New Black came out and my ex-wife loved that show. And I remember they interviewed the the lead actress. I don't know her name, but she. Um, Pepper, what's her name? Piper. Yeah. Piper. Well, that's, Piper. Her, that's her character's name out. But anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. they're interviewing her and at the Netflix, like, you know, whatever party they have. Um, they're saying they didn't they didn't want binge to be a word they 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 wanted to steer away from people saying binge because that was kind of a they didn't want people to uh it was just kind of viewed as a taboo word like you you didn't want to it it's kind of like you're admitting like if i tell you i binged like i did i'm admitting that i just sat and watched tv for a long period of time and they did not want people they thought that would be a negative thing right so when they so they they, they stayed away from that word for a long time until you know Netflix really took off you know in the beginning with just um i think they initially did just dump all their episodes like all the seasons at once yes. right yeah so they didn't they didn't want people to say they're binging but at the same time it was working well for them so they eventually right. just then they started to embrace it yeah binge it here you go here's all the stuff at once right but now they're trying to by um you know doing one episode a week which makes more sense right because now if i want to watch this once a week i have to invest at least one to two, what, two months of subscriptions for it. Whereas back then it was, okay, I'll pay for it for one month, binge everything and then cancel it. So it makes sense to do once a week. I think Game of Thrones is what kind of brought that back. Because Game of Thrones was was once a week. And I remember that when that first came out, and I was like, oh, they're going back to the once a week type thing. But I could be wrong, but... That was the first show I noticed that they went, they, they started going back to once a week. But I'm talking about, I'm not talking about just Netflix. I'm talking about Netflix, you know, HBO, all of them. Right. Well, Netflix, they're, they're known for that. They're known for binge. They put it out at once. And so what they've been doing, um, I don't know exactly what, I don't know for sure what I don't watch all the shows on Netflix, but I know that that like with the shows I do watch, like Ozark and um with uh, I watch uh, Stranger Things, what they've been doing is they cut it up into two different parts now. They do that a lot. Where like like Ozark, the last season was two two different parts. So it was like the last season, 14 episodes, but here's seven now. And then like three months later, here's seven more episodes. So it's like, you can, you can watch them and binge them if you want to, but you're not going to see the end yet. It's like, oh, it's the last season, but you're not going to watch it all at one time. 
And same with Stranger Things. Stranger Things did a thing where I think it was like seven episodes or nine episodes. And then they're like nine. Yeah, something like that. And then it was like, okay, wait. And then two more episodes, like months later. And it's like, okay. And either way, it's fine. But and I like it. I like it. I think it's more of like an anticipation thing, which is go which is great. But ultimately it's like um I get it. But like with like Hulu, Hulu always does weekly, weekly, weekly. Yeah. Like um, um, we watched um, Hands Made Still. My wife loves Hands Made Still. Have you seen that show? I have not. I know that's a huge show. But... Wild fucking show. But that show, oh, they, they they every week, and that's one of those shows where it's like, like it's stressful. And I'm glad they gave it to you in one in one piece because <laughs> because it's like I can't do two at a time. It's it's so like stressful very like in every episode i'm like oh my god like 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 um you know what a hands made is all no? i know all i know from it is um the women are like kept to be like breeders basically right right or something like that so like like let's say you are married and you have a wife and you your wife can't can't bear children so you're eligible to have one of these girls live in th- a house, a uh, handsmaid live with you, and you are able to breed with her. Oh, but, okay. but this is the law in this. It's called, um, I forget what the fucking new name It's like half of, um, the, the East Coast of, uh, of, um, America was taken over by this new group of people who are like very religious and take over and, so the other half is still America. And then Canada is like the main, everyone who doesn't want to live this way, they run to Canada because it's the closest area. They run to okay. Canada. But let's say, for example, you are getting ready. It's, it's your time. Like you're going to, you're going to breed with this woman. She, the wife, your wife has to be in the room with you and okay. she has to be holding her while you're doing her. So it's like okay. this and they show it and it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's like, whoa, it's like, it's like, it's like they do psychological shit like that where it's like, what the fuck? Like this dude's having sex with the handsmaid while the wife is holding her. And there's a lot of situations where the wife is like, I'm not comfortable with this, but this is how it's got to be. This is our life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and then the, the girl who's, who's, who's getting breeded has no choice. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like what the fuck and so stuff like that's going on other things there's a lot of other things that go on i don't want to talk about i don't even remember but it's like oh like okay i saw an episode i'm good i'm good i'm good okay i can wait a week (laughs) yeah um oh i forgot i was gonna say something i forgot but yeah i remember that was that was a it still is, I'm sure, a big yeah, a big show. I remember a lot of people talking about it. Um, and then when, when the when the breeder is giving birth, the 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 wife is is behind her, pretending like she's giving birth too. It's like this fucking like fucking weird fucking like ritual. These weird people. It's it's wild, dude. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. Some of those shows are pretty heavy. It's like it's like eating pasta. Like you have one every now and then, but you can't pasta every night. <laughs> like it's a little, it gets a little too heavy sometimes. I like how you just you just <laughs> compared handmade style to pasta. 
So some shows are like that. Even Sopranos, like, yeah, when it was like, well, once a week, it's like, okay, I just saw someone get raped. I'll take seven days off. Uh, we'll get back into it later. Definitely. And that's up to you. You know, I mean, like, maybe some people can watch that shit and be like, okay, I'm ready for the next one. But for me, it's like, sometimes I need a break. I mean, with Breaking Bad, that's one of the ones where, like, put it all out. I'll watch it. But, like, with Hands Made Cell, I'm more of like, a, just, I'll watch it in my own. In my, in my own time, you know, I, I need some time to like process and chill or whatever. Maybe some people feel that way about Breaking Bad. Like, they're just like, you know, I can't do all this cartel shit, you know, every week I, or every day, I, uh, every hour. I, just, I can, chill, you know, whoever. I don't know. Everyone's different. And that's what we're yeah. learning. Everyone's different. For me, it's, yeah. The For me, it's the real stuff that are that's heavier for me. Like like Hammond's tale it, it, it's out there enough to where it probably I'd probably be like i could disconnect from it same with like game of thrones right you had a lot of intense scenes in game of thrones but i'm able to go like all right well it's kind of alternate universe like breaking bad and sopranos those are the ones where i'm kind of like it's the same you know it's the same reason why i i i like scary movies as far as like paranormal stuff but when it comes to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I, don't, I don't want to. If I see something, I'm like, yeah, I could see that actually happening in real life. Then I, well, I'll take a break from that. I'll, I, I could get, I could watch it, but I'm like, okay, I, it takes a lot out of me to watch that because I can put myself into this thing of, oh, this, the, someone with a chainsaw. Like, yeah, that something like this. So you, you have someone deranged with a chainsaw, and you you see the, oh, like the movies, movies like Hostel and stuff, where they have to have out ambulances outside the theater. I'm like, oh my gosh, I I can't. Yeah, no thanks. So yeah, yeah, sometimes it's a little too much, but but that's when I put on Frasier. <laughs> Frasier, that's right. We You're did, a Frasier guy. We didn't even touch on sitcoms yet. Right? We got no. another two hours on that. No, but no, but, but yeah. so what's your what's your top sitcom? Is it Frasier? We got time. How much time you got? You, you, got, uh, you have to get to wrap it up soon. No, I I don't work till six at night tomorrow. Right. That's work, why I figured. So. That's why me too. So that's why I figured. Like like I don't want to like push push. You know. You let me know. You know. No, this I can is, do this forever because I can sleep in. You know. Yeah. No, that's fine for me. No, my fav my favorite would be New Heart. I remember I was talking to you about that. That's oh, right. You were talking about okay. New Heart. So I can get so. This is nice because usually when I talk to you or or, um, Darren, we'll get into like this huge conversation and then like it's usually in the back by the bailer and eventually it's like, okay, you guys need to cut this out. Like, okay, so then so this is nice. But um, so the Bob Newhart show, right, that was when he lived in Chicago. I don't know why I I just totally jumped to this random thing, but I there's there's these small things that when I get talk about something I'm passionate about, here we go. Like I could dive right in. So um Newhart is when he has a N in Vermont, right? So that's um his set that's the second, I think it's the second one of the one of the first series that he came out with. I think the one and the one before that was the Bob Newhart show. He lives in Chicago. And it was actually kind of a semi-progressive sitcom because he never wanted kids in his, in his sitcoms. So he never had, as far as I know, he's never had kids in any of his sitcoms. Um, and 
generally, at least in the Bob Newhart show, the wife worked, which was also kind of like, because usually you know, back then, especially in, it was what, in the 70s, I think? Pretty much all the sitcoms was family, kids, wife stays home, dad does something with a suitcase with a suitcase. Oh, so he was so, doing something different. So he was kind of like, I don't want kids. I want just to be about the adults. And yeah, the wife, at least in the Bob Newhart show, you know, the wife was a school teacher um, and he was a psychologist. But what I'm leading up to is that it was one of the first si- uh, series to ever have a twist at the end. And what he decided, because I, I assume you, have, you, know, you know nothing about these shows, right? Uh, I'm aware of them. I don't, I've never seen them. I mean, I've seen maybe a couple pieces of it, but no, I know what you're talking about. Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. So at the end of the, uh, okay. At the end of new heart. So that's the one he lives in Vermont, right? That's the a nineties one. Yes. So the end, the end, the series ending to that one. And I, 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 I'm assuming you don't care about spoilers, right? This no, no, I love spoilers. I'll so, eat them up. So at the end of that series, um, he comes up with with the idea of what if all of Newhart is a dream and then the Bob Newhart show, Bob Newhart wakes up and is, and it's the Bob Newhart. So trying to make it so it makes sense. So you have the Bob Newhart in the Bob Newhart show, right? In Chicago. He wakes up in the seventies. So he wakes up. Yeah. Right. So it turns out all of Newhart so all of Newhart turns out to be a dream. dream of the Chicago Bob Newhart. And he wakes up and he tells his wife, oh, my gosh, I had a dream that we had a an inn in Vermont and we had a, you know, a, um, groundskeeper and all. He's, and it was a, such a big twist, especially at the time. You never had something happen like this. So it was such a big deal. And only he and um, the actress knew initially. And then the camera crew and stuff, they were told that they were just filming something that he would get injured doing a, um, you know, they just told them uh, the crew a completely different story because they needed to make sure this doesn't leak. So there's only like three or four people on the set who actually knew what they were filming and everyone else was just told a lie. But it was such, it was such a big deal at the time, but I, it was a good, it was a just really good twist. How long did Newhart go for the 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 nineties one? Um, I'm looking at my my CD collect. I have the collection one, two, three, four, five, seven, seven seasons. Whoa! So they went seven seasons, and it's a dream. Like Roseanne, you've seen Roseanne? Yeah. Did that end in a dream? Yes. That was the same. I mean, I don't. I wonder. I wonder who if she took from him or he took from her. Probably she took from him. But um. um yeah. That was the whole, but then they, um, they, uh, so basically Roseanne did like seven, eight seasons and it was basically okay. like the last season, uh, of Roseanne. You, you're aware of Roseanne, right? Yeah. Yeah. The last season of Roseanne, she won the, they won the lottery and they became millionaires. That was the last season. Like they're rich. Okay. And then, um, Dan, the, the husband died of a heart attack. And then yes. it was supposed okay. to be like, 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 um, the whole thing was a dream. The whole, the whole series was a dream. And wow. she, it was a book she wrote. She was writing like how it would be if it was, if it was her way. And then they, they re, they re, um, you know, they redid it recently. Oh yeah. 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 And it was like, forget all that. 
Yeah, <laughs> forget, yeah. All, forget all that dream shit. Yeah, it was um, real. It was real. Well, I think it was Will and Grace. Will and Grace ended with I think they both ended up having kids, and then when they re when they decided to reboot Will and Grace, they just were like, "Oh, that was a dream." So that they actually don't have kids because oh, one of them ended up having a kid, having kids, and then so when they decided, "Oh, we're going to reboot it," they're like, "Oh, well, the kids that the whole thing never happened." It was just, uh, which is fine. I mean, I you know you do what you that's need funny. To but yeah, it's kind of funny. They end it and it's like, ah, we'll just make it a dream. I knew someone that was recently um, who, who was in, well, who was into Will and Grace. And then they watched the new one and they were very upset with just everything about it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I just, I just laugh because, yeah, reboots, they don't usually work out very well. Did you ever get into Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. I love Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. My mom used to love that when it was like new, I would watch it like brand new every, every week. Um, did you watch Kirby enthusiasm? It's weird because I know they're very similar, but I can't, I just haven't gotten, I tried to watch it, but I haven't gotten into it. Okay. It's about Larry David, the guy who created Seinfeld. Yeah. Who and, yeah. And I and, feel and, like, the, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I feel like the comedy is, like the same on par with each other. Like it's kind of the same. Thing. It's more rated R. Oh, is that it? It's definitely more rated R. It's like, it's like definitely. Yeah. There's, there's not a, um, it's the same, it's the same. Like, like literally there's, there's episodes that are parallel to each other. Like where it's just like, uh, it's like basically cause there David is George Costanza. Like he, oh, okay. He, he wrote for George Costanza and there's like been like document documented moments when like, um, George, the, the actor who played Jason Alexander, who plays George Costanza, Costanza, like in the first couple seasons, would be like, he would get mad and go, he would read the, the script and go, like, this isn't, I don't believe this. I don't believe this would ever happen. So, like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Like, he was like an actor, you know, I'm an actor. I, I don't want to do things that are unrealistic. Like, this isn't real. But Larry David was on the set and he'd go up there and go, well, this really happened to me. Like, this is a real thing. And then Jason's like, really? Yeah. This has really happened to me. Oh, okay. So he would go with it. Like he would just be, he would just, and then and it turned into, oh, like as he got to know him seasons later. Oh, and he, it, that's how he was able to play um, uh, uh, George so well, because he felt like he knew Larry better and he would be. And so that's basically what, what, um, what Kirby enthusiasm is. If you look at it this way, it's George Costanza just, cussing and being an idiot it's basically george costanza being an idiot and it, but what anyways what one of the i think it's season six they um it's supposed to but it's supposed to be based off larry david the real person like he, right. it's supposed to be like a real person but in season six he he decides he wants to do a sideful reunion and he brings everyone back and he writes a script to where and it, and they shoot and they could see parts of it like they have the real set like they have the real set and everything and basically it's like jerry gave sperm to elaine so she can have a kid. So Elaine has a daughter and it's Jerry's biological daughter, but he doesn't want anything to do with, with mm. the, like, he's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like you never see her, but she, do you want to see her? And again, she's going to come by later. Like, nah, I'm good. You know, like stuff like that. And then like, um, uh, George invented a, an iPhone app that, that, that can show you the cleanest restrooms near you. And he, and, and him, he was married and he, he, he had, he, he, it became a success, but he got divorced and the wife took all the money. So it's like things that are really realistic 
in that realm that like keep going, but you don't really, they never talk about, they never talk about the, the jail. You know what I mean? Like they, they, oh, they, they just, it was a, yeah. it's like, it keeps going. And like, and it's really realistic to what's going on today. Like there's things that happen like in, it's like, it's really cool. If you if you ever see that season, that's really funny how like they show and like Newman's back and everyone's back. Like, you know, the soup Nazis back, like they're all like come back in their own little way. I think I'll try watching it, but what I'll probably do is skip a few seasons. I feel like a lot of sitcoms, even Seinfeld, usually it's like the first couple seasons, like, all right, you get your feet on the ground, you just get your running going. But then, at least for Seinfeld, like once you get like Putty and all these other side characters in, I think that season, I don't know what season that is, honestly. It's been years since I've watched them. But Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget. Um, it gets all confusing. I want to start, but that's where I, I like, um, you know, like the Festivus. I, I all those kind of shows were those episodes are so good. Um, not Ben, um, Ben Stiller's dad who plays George's dad. Oh, yeah, he he's so good. George's and his whole family is so good. And Seinfeld's one of those really, um, interesting shows where it's like you have Jerry's kind of the glue, right? I don't, I wouldn't consider him the funniest character, but without him, no one else would work. Like, I, I remember they tried, I think they tried to do, um, a spinoff for Kramer. They want to have Kramer have his own show. And it lasted like less than a season. Then people were like, no, this this isn't going to work. So like, you need that, you need that glue. And Jerry was a perfect, like he brings everyone together. So everyone else can have their crazy, you know, things going on. And, you know, he did too, but it's kind of interesting thing. Kind of like friends. I never really got into friends, but it worked in their group. And then when they tried to give Joey his spinoff, people just didn't like it. Where did you grow up? I grew up here. Um, like where, where part of San Diego? Um, Campo. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Arena. Yeah, so I this is where I, yeah, I grew up here. So pretty much outside of the city all the time. So for us to go to, for us, the city was El Cajon. Maybe once every couple months, we might go d- downtown to like the spaghetti factory. That was like, that was like, oh, this is nice and that was back when downtown was like a couple tall buildings and then that was kind of it you know right that right was, right that, that was it's crazy to see how big it's gotten because for me who who hardly ever goes down there um there was probably like a decade where i just never went because i just didn't really bother to so when i when i think i was like 23 or so when i went um one time and it was like yeah it was just nuts how it just totally changed so quick. At least for me, it was quick, but. Well, around what year did that happen? Do you think, do you think? I'm trying to see. Well, I went downtown. I was probably 22, 23, but at but prior to that, it was probably more like 16, 17. So there was probably a four or five year gap where I just never went. And it just, I, feels like it just changed really quick. If, it feels like overnight, even though I know it wasn't overnight, but it's because for me, who rarely goes, it just like, yeah, you just go there once every three or four years. You're like, well, what the hell? Where did all these buildings come from? You know? Right. And now it's, yeah, now it's just huge. I well, I'm just people... wondering because I came out here in 2010. And I feel like that's when things started to change. I don't know though, because I'm not from San Diego. I don't. I never grew up here. But well, that's 13 years ago. So that right. was I was I was about 20. So no, you're 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 
pretty much dead on as far as like I know. El Cajon wasn't like like El Cajon is like was like I don't know how to explain El Cajon. It was just like smaller and not just that, but like I feel like Chaldean, like it's very Chaldean y now. It wasn't like that twelve years ago, thirteen years ago. Well maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. No like and now it's like there's a lot of Chaldean like area, like like a like shops and like like businesses owned by Chaldeans. Before it wasn't like that. It was just like that's like it seems like the Chaldeans they came within the last twelve years, they've all grouped up. Well, what I understand, because um, we have a gas station out here, and um, I remember I was in junior high or something like that, and we had to, you know, uh, do an interview on someone outside your family. So I went to the gas station, and uh, it's a it's a father, father, no, father, son, and brother who who bought it from the old owners, and they're all uh, Chaldean. So I was just talking to them about you know coming over and all that kind of stuff, and what they told me was. Not then necessarily, but at there, I don't know what years it was. I think it was around the time you probably moved here, but we, we take a lot of uh, refugees here and a lot. And I, there was a couple, I don't know what the reasoning was, but for some reason, we, we just, we got a lot of um, Chaldeans and they would buy gas stations and liquor stores because they, from what they told me, it it's kind of like they they kind of know that business pretty well, and they're also big family. They're it's all about family, right? So in America, I feel like we have this. We kind of we push so hard to get everyone, uh, you know, white picket fence, their own house, their own families. We kind of lost that whole thing where it's it's almost it's almost taboo to like live with your parents, right? It's almost like oh, you still like so when you have people come over from other other areas that where it's just normal, right? It's normal to have your your um, grandparents just with you. You know, to send them to a, a nursing home would be like a crime, right? It's like no, you you live with us, you know. So when they they would buy they kind of pull their money together as a family they buy a house they and they buy a business and they and that just happened to be they knew how to do um yeah gas stations well and convenience stores and that that's why you see a lot of them especially in Oklahoma they're all they not all but you know a lot of them are run by Chaldeans and it's like hey they they came over they knew what they were what they wanted to do they got their families all together. They made it happen. So it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting to see that when it, it kind of changed me pretty quick, you know? Right. And at least that's what they, what they kind of were telling me about. And it makes sense, you know? And it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like it's a, um, Bashi was telling me, um, something similar he knew like kind of like you kind of have the inside information on that like he was telling me an inside information about like um i guess um chaldeans or maybe i'm wrong or i don't know what i, I want to know the whole story and I, I would like to maybe like do a documentary on it and like shoot a documentary and interview people and talk about like the whole picture big picture like why san diego why detroit because that's what Bashi was telling me i guess in detroit back in the 90s that was a thing like Chaldeans would go to Detroit. That was a hub for many years, but something happened to where they're like, okay, we're going to San Diego now 
or there's still a bunch out there in Detroit, but like it became like a thing where, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing where, um, which is interesting because even like, uh, like refugees in, in general refugees, like, like I have fam or my, my wife has family in Tijuana and like Tijuana right now has, um, uh, uh, there are groups of many large groups of Chinese, just like, like here, like there's Chaldeans, but in Tijuana, there's Chinese and, um, Swahili, or what do you call them? Swahili people, like Swahilians. I don't know what you'd call them. I don't know. Like the, like they're, they're from like, uh, I don't even know what the fuck. Swah- I should look it up before I talk about it on the podcast. But basically there's these two groups of predominantly, you know, it's predominant and, um, Swahili. So really, you're seeing groups move to move to TJ, and it's a, they're basically an East African um, group from Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda. They're, they're a group of Africans that live in Tijuana because they're waiting for asylum and refu- uh, asylum in America, mm-hmm. San Diego specifically. But what's happening is is like like um with with time like 10 the, these last 10 20 years they've been living in Tijuana like it's like like you say like families come like grandma grandma daughter grandkids and grandma doesn't have like doesn't know anything else but to cook yeah. like grandma cooks so like there's literally places in Tijuana where grandma makes they they start these families these chinese families started a restaurant a chinese food restaurant that you can get authentic chinese food in tijuana like from this chinese family that migrated here and swahili as well east african you can go to east africa there's neighborhoods that are just east african dominated um uh chinese dominated and they are slowly trying to get into america but ultimately what it's looking like is their their offsprings are going to just migrate with mexicans and they're going to be this new off there's going to be this new you know like this mexican east african mix with chinese you know what i mean it's gonna be this like yeah and it's it's gonna happen like when we just like they 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 end up like we're, we want to live here we're gonna stay here you know yeah. like 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 they they're gonna have family here and they live or they they, they go into san diego or somewhere else in california or arizona or somewhere and they just they become this new type of like group of people that is like half this half that and it's interesting it's just interesting that that, that i want to know what why how you know because it's like a, it's like a, and even like um during the this couple of years ago there was like this um remember the the, the um i forget who they were I used to date a girl who who was um, not El Salvadorian, but they, they like rushed the, the border. Remember that? Like this group of of like Southern Spanish or Latino people, like the rushed caravans. The, yeah, they and rushed, but they were like a super group, like them, like 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 all these different groups of people who are like just like trying to like it just becomes a thing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting into, but. Well, you're having a lot of well, I don't, I don't know when the last one was. I think there was one last month, but yeah, you'll have caravans and they will start. I don't know my geography very well, but they'll start, you know, at the low end of I think I think it's past Mexico, and they'll go all the way up, and they'll just gather people as they go and just say, "Hey, we're all going to get in," 
and they just kind of tell people we're going to get in and then they go all the way up and then they can't get in. But then if you're TJ or the, um, I don't know the one next to El, is El Paso? Mexicali. Mexicali. Mexicali and then Texas, you know, all those old, yeah, you know, they have to settle. Too. They settle there. They settle there. Yeah. It's like, well, we're here. We're right. Going to do. right. So it's like, and we're um, by America. Like we can maybe, that's a dream one day. We're right yeah. there. We can get there. And that's interesting to me because, um, it's interesting to me. Like one of the things that's crazy just happened right now, right before I got on the podcast with you, my wife was telling me, she was helping me set up all this stuff. And she was telling me, about because her we have her, her she has family uh who lives in Tijuana and the cartel sent out uh um the um I forget Sinaloa cartel I don't know was one of the states down there in Mexico sent out a a um like a I don't know how they did it maybe social media probably they sent out a fucking warning saying hey um from tonight Friday night until Saturday night we um the the cartel are implementing a um a curfew in Tijuana after nine o'clock if you're out there we don't want to hurt nobody but we will we have to it's it's part of the thing like we don't want no one to be it, it's it's and this is mainly like a protest towards um the the Mexican government because they are being I guess I don't know the specifics but they are be not being fair to the cartel which is sounds weird but you know, they're, they're putting rules into place. And my wife had her brothers over there. He's in his twenties. He's over there. And she told him, get over here, like get back. Like, don't yeah. be fucking around over there. And he is, he came back. And, and that's the thing she was like, telling me like, that's scary. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but, um, it's kind of the same thing that America does here. Like when the pandemic happened, like there was a, there was a, um, uh, a curfew. And if you were out and about, and you were telling cops to their face, fuck that i'm gonna be out here they're gonna fucking do something about it you know what i mean they're gonna probably depending on the cop take you know take whatever measures it takes to stop you from having doing your way and so it's the same it's almost the same thing i mean the cartel is more dangerous for sure but ultimately i was telling her like at least they gave a fucking warning a fair warning to people yeah no it's yeah, Mexico is definitely in a tough spot when it comes to that because you're at a point where if you live in a city and the cartel tells you to do something, like, yeah, you're going to do it. Right. Like, you have to like do there's, it. There's no choice. There's no choice. Know, it, here, it's like, okay, you might have a city say, don't do this or that. But we also have a government that says, hey, you can or can't do that. So it's like, okay, you, so we, we're still kind of, you know, we in San Diego still have to follow the rules of the whole thing, where it's, you know, Mexico is right. kind of like, yeah, they you have a government and you have a police force, but you know, when I when I was married, um, you know, her her um, grandparents and aunts and uncles they would live they lived at, you know somewhere it's like two hours away from Mexico City, so we fly Mexico City and, and drive out two hours, and I I tell people here because you know we're very fortunate to be where we are in the sense of like for them if i was over there once and the power went out and there's no sdg need to call there's no one to to complain to it's it says hey when's the power gonna come back on they just go well we hope someone works on it and hopefully in a couple days it'll work and that's what and that's what you do and fortunately it did but it's just we take so much for granted here where but there it's like every day like you're you're working like you're doing something even the 
you know, people asking for tips, they're washing your windshield. They're, you know, they're doing, they're even helping you park. Like they're doing stuff because like your, your lives are kind of depending on, there's no, you know, there's no retirement. There's no, there's no stuff like that. It just doesn't. And her grandparents neighbors, um, the husband, I believe was a, or is a doctor and all your neighbors are watching you, right? They're watching you. And, and, and if you start doing better, like they start noticing you you buy a new car or you're, you're getting more patients than you usually do. Or you, so he eventually was taken ransom because he, he was doing better business. And so if you buy, if you kind of sh- not really show off, but if you just buy newer things, you kind of have to watch yourself because they know you're a doctor and they know you make, you know, at least okay money. So they'll take you, they'll say, Hey, pay us a couple thousand and we'll give them back. And that's what they just do. And it's like, that's just kind of how it is. And it's like, within when I come back here, I'm like, damn, like this, we, you know, it's, it's pretty good here, you know, it's not perfect, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a hard life out there, you know, it's It's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing here. Because like you see these these um, porch pirates, same thing. It's people you know. It's not it's not some random oh, motherfucker. Yeah. Like you get deliveries, you, you mean? Or? You get if you get a lot of packages, yeah, motherfuckers yeah. are gonna be like, oh, he's got he's he he he's 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 got shit. So that, then they fucking rob you, and they act like it. They act like I mean, I knew that from when I was a child. Like like I got robbed. I've been burglarized. My house has been burglarized many times, three times, growing up, and I known from the pattern it's someone you know it's always someone you know yeah. it's always someone who knows how you're doing you know so like these porch pirates i see them like i like get on the news and stuff it's someone who's watching you it's someone who knows when you're not going to be there it's someone who knows that you get a lot of packages and you're not going to be picking them up quick you know if you're picking up your packages quick they're gonna be like oh fuck that you know he's not someone to fuck with you know what i mean it's fucked up, but you got to watch these people, especially if you don't know them. Like if you move into a new spot, like right now I moved to a new spot. I'm, I don't know these people, but it's like, I I try to make friends and like, I see the neighbors and I'm passing. Hello, how are you doing? And if I end up being cool with one, a couple of them, cool, great. You know, allies, but ultimately it's like, the, the, I, I'm watching them, they're watching me. It's hard because, you know, you go back, back in the day. Uh, well, I say back in the day, I mean like a long time ago. You you just had it's, it's it was never perfect, you know. Because I'm I, I was gonna say, you know, you, back then before you had like cars that can travel so far, it was like you had your own. Everyone had their own little city, right? Every ten or so miles, you had a city, city. Not by city, I mean you know a, maybe a couple hundred people, where everyone kind of knew each other in every location. But it feels like the more we expand, it's like you just can't. It's just yeah. It's just like you don't yeah. You don't know your neighbors anymore. You don't really right. know. When I mean, even when I when I was a kid, I used to you know I'd ride my bike on around the around the street every day, and then there was no cell phones. It's just okay. It's getting kind of dark out. I probably go home. If you push it a little more, you'll get in trouble. But eh, if you're having fun, we'll get in trouble. And that was kind of it. Now it's like. I wouldn't go on the streets right now in the dark. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't know how you get that back or if you do. And you think with social media, we'd be a little more 
it's almost like you think we'd be a little more in, um, friendly towards each other, but it just kind of flipped. And it's like, nope, actually, we for for a couple of years, it was kind of okay. But then it quickly flipped to like, no, nah, everyone hates each other now. It's like, oh, well, great. Thanks, guys. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, that's the thing, that's the thing too. Like when I was young, you couldn't, I mean, my parents were mainly responsible, but they, they, you know, we would talk to the neighbors. We were cool with the neighbors, but now it's like, I don't really know the neighbors. To, I, and there's times when like, I'll walk by and I'll be like, Hey, hi. And then, you know, sometimes I'll say hi, but there's a, a large majority that don't say nothing. And it's yeah. like, that's fine. You know, that's, I mean, that's your choice, but it's like, okay. They're just shut off. They don't want to, or they didn't hear me or they didn't want to engage. And it's just like this whole thing of like, okay, I don't know. I think that's just, that just goes with being an adult. Like, like, like when I was a kid, everything was, was nice and candy and popcorn and unicorns. And as I get older, it's like, Oh, okay. People are actually like, they have like fucking, you know, you know, they have, they have their own motives. They, 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 some people will smile at your face and then turn around and do something else, you know? But I was a kid. I didn't. I didn't. I, everyone was cool. Well, you know, everyone's nice. But. but you see, if you if you think about when you were a kid, because that's you know roughly when I was a kid too. You, you had to get along with kids, right? You didn't have a phone or oh, I'm gonna go school on Call of Duty and play there instead. It's like you didn't really have that. If you were a jerk kid, then the other kids wouldn't hang out with you, and you're like, well, I got. So you kind of were in a way forced to be like, okay, I got to get along with people. I want, you know, people to like me. Um, but nowadays, and that's where I kind of, I don't want to say I fear for the next generation because, but it's just more of, all I'll say is this. If, if I was a kid in this day and age, I would be, I'm already kind of antisocial. Is, but I would be completely shut in because I would love to be on my phone. I would love to be on Netflix, if I was a kid, are you kidding me? I would be watching everything. <laughs> I was I am so glad that when I was a kid, it was like I'd be on my Nintendo for a little bit and then my parents would just be like, our go outside. And it's like, well, I wouldn't have anything to do anyway. Like I think there wasn't, you know, you had one TV in the house, that was it. There was no online, or if there was online, you took the phone line. So if you were I, I was able to go online for an hour at like six to seven in the morning and an hour at like a nine to 10 at night when we know we have no phone calls. So that was, that was it. So I don't know. It's like, it's definitely better in some ways, but in other ways, it's like these kids, I feel, I feel kind of bad for them because you also think about when you're in school and summer's out, right? Well, we've got summer. That means it's just you and a couple of your friends keep in touch and call yourself on the phone every now and then. But now it's like, even when summer's out, you have to worry about your Instagram, your Snapchat, your, okay, well, who's liking my stuff? Who's not liking my stuff? Do I have to start doing more? What, what, what more do I have to do? Um, no, the drama I get from shows is mostly enough. Right. But, but yeah, I think it's just a human thing to want to be involved with you know, we say drama, but it just be information. It could be FOMO, like fear of like, okay, well, what if I don't, what if everyone knows this except me? I think it's, it's, we still have that, that brain that says, well, what's everyone else talking about? Don't, shouldn't you be, if you see a crowd of people, you, you what's going on over there? Like, I, I, I need to be a part of it, right? Like, I gotta know what's going on. Right. And I think, and 
you know, I think that just comes from generations and generations of like, you know, you, you know, you used to, it used to be very beneficial to know everything that's going on. And now it's like, okay, you don't have to know everything that's going on, but I think you're fighting against um, DNA at some point, but because, yeah, I don't think anyone can honestly say they don't struggle at all with not wanting drama. I think anyone does, but um, yeah, I, I went, I, I had a really good, I think I still have, I'm looking at my books. I know I had a couple of books, but there was like a couple, there was like a year where I read a lot of books about mindfulness and patience. There's a lot of good books of like, um, kind of, it kind of, it, a lot of good books that tie into major religions and like the, the lessons from them that are really beneficial. And a lot, oh, it's shaking again. Um, what I really like is the idea of like Buddhism and things like that. I like the idea of being quiet. You know, you're able to take things in, but without judgment. Right. So let's say you complain to me about someone. I, you can complain to me, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the anger you have for that person into myself either. Right. You're going to tell me this person did this. And then I, I just take it as, all right, it's one of the books um, compares it to kind of like it, it kind of flows, kind of flows through you, but doesn't get caught. It doesn't get, get like stuck on anything. You just go through it, goes through you like water does. You know, it's like okay, or if you get angry at someone, you just let it pass through you, and you say, okay, I, I'm angry. I was angry for a second. I let it go through me. I let it process, and then you're able to move on from it. But I like that mentality and that's what I try to kind of stick with. And I think that could come off as standoffish at times. And so I don't think it's, it's not like a perfect solution, but that's kind of how I try to stay, you know, or it may come off as like, Oh, well, if you don't, you don't care about this because you don't feel this way and I feel this way, but it's like, well, not necessarily. It's like, I just am, I just try to process it without any judgments of it. Like, I'm not going to also dislike this person because you dislike this person for this reason, you know? Whoa. I like that. I try not to feed off of that. Like I can still like, Whoa. I can still find good in this person separately to, with how you feel it's not a and but some people if and i think that's awareness i think awareness is a good word term for it because if you're if you're not really aware of it then you just take it as oh well this person doesn't care about how i feel because they still talk to this person it's like well i still talk to this person because i i work here eight hours a day i'm not gonna just you know i'm i'm still gonna deal with this person you know right so it's just, and in that same way, I'm not, I wouldn't judge you either, right? In the same way, I'm not going to judge what you're saying about this person. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at you and be like, well, this person just is complaining to me about this person. Like, I'm not going to judge that either. It's just, everything is just a matter of, this is what's happening in the present moment. You So you don't listen to rap music, but there's a saying that, Jay, you're, are you, do you know who Jay-Z is? Yeah. I just want to intervene real quick. Jay-Z yeah. says this this lyric where he says, what you eat doesn't make me shit. <laughs> I, That's kind of what you're talking about. 
No, a lot of rap and a lot of hip hop, the old stuff mainly, the new stuff not so much, but the old stuff had it was it's it's poetic, is what it is. But that's it's what you're saying. Like 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 you're yeah. telling that person, you know, you have a problem with this person? I don't. What you what you have a problem with isn't gonna affect me, which is Jay what Jay-Z saying. What you eat doesn't make me shit. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of the a lot of the, the old school rap and hip hop have have bars that hit like that. And you're like, oh damn. Um, like I, I don't have any that come to my mind, but yeah, I, I will listen to them and be like, okay, this this makes sense. It it really is poetry in motion. It's poetry with a beat. And I and that's and that's why I do. I'm like just I'm just things. emphasizing what you're saying because that really hit me what you said. Um when you say like you you let whatever you're reading is saying like let like a river or like a water run through you but don't let it get caught in you that's interesting that that really like i never thought of that that's a really good thing to think about like when it comes to insults or people making fun of you you know like that's something that you know that's it's hard to process that but that's something that you have to it's like work like like what i would assume i always assume that like monks are people who are just like they're working 24 seven on their, their mental state. Like that's what they're doing. And it's, it's, it's hard. It may look like it's easy because they're not talking, but they're working. They're, they're concentrating. It is hard. It is impossible to get, at least in my opinion. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, when you see like monks and stuff, I, yeah, they're, it's like what you said, they're constantly working on, yeah, like to be quiet and to be in a still position, you have to work at it. It's not just, oh, I'm not going to do anything right now. It's like your mind's going to be going. And I can't remember which book it was. One of them had a comparison to, I think it was The Untethered Soul. I have a, I have it over here. But if your mind was, treat your mind as your roommate. If, you're, if you had someone sitting right next to you and your mind, everything you're thinking of all the time was just talking to you, you'd think that person's insane. Because you're constantly jumping to something else and something else and something else and something else, as opposed to just doing one thing at a time. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult to get to the mindset of being in the present moment, right? You're not thinking of what's going to happen or what has happened. You're just thinking, this is what's happening right now. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, what was my other? Oh. And there, and I guess another to go kind of another direction too is another book is the Five Agreements I believe, and it's an old Toltec. Um, it's based on an old Toltec religion, which I think was in, I think it was Mexico. Um, and one of the agreements was never take anything personally, right? So if someone calls you a name, well, that person. It most likely is having other issues. It's not really about you. It's about that person having an issue doing something else. Like if someone's spreading gossip or just trying to gather gossip or something like that, it's not really about you as much as about that person wanting to be the one. Maybe it's that person wanting to be the one to spread it. Maybe, maybe that person likes to be the person other people go to for gossip right oh i just like to have it so that way i can spread it or that way i can 
build my reputation up as a person to come to for this information, right? So it's not really about you as much as it's about that person just wanting to be that the person that, that had to know everything. And, or, you know, it's just a simple thing like that where someone cut, I always think of it as when I'm driving to work and someone cuts me off, I just try to think, you know what? Chances are it was someone not paying attention, but I take it as a, I immediately take it as a slight, like, oh, this person insulted me. Or it's like, well, chances are the person just wasn't paying attention and just didn't even notice I was there. But, um, and I'm thinking, well, I've done that in the past too. So I can't really get really angry at this person when it's like, well, I've done it on an accident. This guy probably did it on an accident. Why am I going to get, so I still get upset about it, but I try to catch myself in the moment, you know? But, yeah, that's intense. It's really good. Um, um, I can't think of the words right now. That's a very great way to look at these situations because, like, um, yeah, I've been going through that lately. People cut me off, and with my son, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like it's scary because it's really scary because yeah. I, I just ever since I've had kids, it's it's more of like um. I, I I constantly think about my my um, mortality. I think about that a lot more than I used to. About like, what if I were to die today, tomorrow? How would I leave this situation? You know, how would I leave my family? And it's scary. It's really scary. And I think of that all the time. So when I get in the car, it's like, please, please, please. And sure enough, it's oh, there's oh, there's usually a fucking situation where someone's cutting me off or. Yeah, someone's just being a jerk, and it's like, oh, like I, I worry. I get, I get really nervous. Or just accidents. What if something happened where you know the inevitable? Like I didn't try to, or I was trying to not get into an accident. Shit fucks up. But yeah. Anyways. But one of the things I wanted to ask you. Um, is uh when what did you do um you, you currently do maintenance mm-hmm. and before that you did um you were in clothing before that what did you do produce you did produce for five or six years what, uh, clothing? it was night so i did 232 11 produce for about five or six years then i went to clothing because I wanted earlier shifts, so that was 11 to 7.30s. So. Wait, 2.30 to 11? That was my first, yeah, five or six years of working at Costco. Wait, 2.30 to 11? Like, what do you do at 11 o'clock? Um, generally, once we close, we just, um, we we actually, do you guys still stock? Oh, you're, you're not in produce anymore, but do they still stock produce at night? No. We had to do the outside of the, no. Yeah, we had to do the the outside of the cooler at night and then I would use a scissor lift to clean the clean the fans in the cooler on Saturday nights. So that, so Saturday nights we would actually Saturday nights, we would do the cooler and the outside of the fridge and the rest of the week we were in charge of the outside of the coolers at night. And then inside was mornings thing. So how long, how long were you in, in clothing? Clothing was six. You were six years? Yeah. 
I'm so I could I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I've been at Costco for 12 years, and the first six was produce, and then the next six was clothing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's so, I, so crazy. I usually so my whole them. career that you were clothing because I've been there for five years. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It goes quick. It really does go really quick. Even your five years probably feels like it's been like a couple months. Yeah. When you really think about it, when you really think about it, it's like yeah. It's kind of you know, it's kind of scary in a way. That's why I don't like time passing. I always tell people who are having kids getting married, I'm like, when I started, you were just like a kid and now you're like married with a mortgage and kids. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You guys need to you guys need to slow it down. Right. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I remember um uh so so that's crazy. I didn't know that. But I remember um you being clothing. I I feel like you did something else before that, but I guess that was it. But um uh yeah so that's so what was the transition from produce to clothing how did that go did you get a lot of flack for that i remember we kind of talked about that earlier yeah that's something i really want to make a point of talking to you on this podcast about that clothing is kind of i think every position has its is it stereotypes is it not is it stereotype it has its like pre I don't know what the word is. Dang it. I wish I knew more words. It's assumptions, I guess. So clothing is women's, right? All, all, all the only people who work there are women. No, but it's just kind of, it, 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 it does have that stigma. It has this, and yeah, I was the only guy. I, when I, when I say only guy I met in the mornings, yeah, for I think the whole time. Cause we had a couple guys come in like middle of the day or at night, but it's kind of the same position as when I signed for maintenance. A lot of people say, Oh man, it's such an easy job. Just or that. I was like, well, there's a lot of stuff to do. Like I, I, I keep myself busy the entire day and clothing's kind of viewed as that same thing. Clothing's kind of viewed as, Oh, you're just folding clothes all day. It's like, well, there's a lot more stuff to do than just folding. Clothes. Right. And the people who just full of clothes are also the ones who complain that it's so boring and slow where it's like, when I was out there, I would tell them like, I can show you every table you can rebuild. And yeah, it's not the most fun thing to do, but if you want to pass time, then you give yourself a project, right? It's like maintenance. If I walked around with the broom all day, then yeah, it would be really boring probably, but it's like, well, but I could find things to do to really pass time. And that's, I like having my own, finding my own things to do for the most part. Like I have a list of things that, I'm, that I have to get done, but for the most part, I'm able to find things to do. I can see, you know, I can, you know, and that helps me pass time. And I think that's why I don't like front end very much because I feel like I'm constantly just like, you're always under watch. There's also not much to do there either. My front end is the one I just can't, I just can't. I tried my best to get used to it, to be happy with it, but I just, it's rough. And I think it's just because of boxes. I don't like boxes. <laughs> yeah. When I worked, yeah. When I worked at Vons, I didn't mind it because at Vons, you have your bags, right? I don't have to, I don't have 
an old member saying, I want a small box for all my stuff. Well, ma'am, you have two full carts of stuff. If I give you small boxes, you're going to have 20 small boxes. I don't have 20 small boxes. So what do you, what do you want me to do? And I, yeah, I want boxes, but not too heavy. Well, you know, you're all you're getting is heavy stuff. Do you want me to put a box of one cereal and I, 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 that it's so it just, right. It's all, it's all objective. It's hard. (laughs) It's very hard because (laughs) some people will be like, I want a box and they have like two things. And it's like, what? And another problem is front end never has enough employees. And the thing, you know, I'm not, it's like I can't I, I can't blame you know supervisor stuff for it because I, I don't know what they're supposed to do but it's like every day they have to pull from other departments so for example pretty much <clears throat> every day you know we have it's generally me uh Ray or Frank and Khan right so Khan does like does the trash he goes around building does the trash they generally take him and they'll take him for hours and it's like well he's the one doing our trash like i i understand they need help but you can't just whenever whenever a, another department has enough help that's when they say oh we can take one from you guys because you have enough help no, no we we don't have extra help we have enough help right and you'll get that with clothing you'll get that with produce you'll get that with everyone where it's like oh you guys have two? Oh, great we'll take one then it's like well Right. No, two, two, two is what we need. Right. And, and, and then sometimes they'll be like, oh, it's just to cover a break. And then you're in the, uh, you end up being up there for two hours. Yeah. So that's just where it's like, it kills, it kind of kills your, like when I was in clothing and they, if they brought me up, you know, if it's for 30, for 15, 30 minutes, all right. But if it's anything longer, I'm like, you know what? I don't really have to care about clothing then at this point. Cause all I can, I'm going to say, Hey, I have to be up front. And you know how clothing gets. If you're not, if they take all your help for like 30 minutes, well, maybe that's exaggerating, but if it's like an hour, then you, you, you can't really keep up if it's a busy day. So I don't know. It kind of kills the morale for the departments that they take from because they're just like, oh, well, I guess I'm not important enough, so I have to go up front. Right. So. No, I feel you on that. But I definitely, um, I see the whole, what I was telling you about earlier, the, um, I don't know what you'd call it, but the the clothing game, the clothing oh. effect. Like so people, what, people treat me different now. What have you noticed? With what specifically? Clothing. Like what what brought that to your attention? Oh, so basically what happened was I was trying to get to mornings and I signed five postings. That was the one I got. And I was like, I really want mornings, so I'm going for it. And Sunday's off. That was like the main. I think I was telling you that before I even applied for it. I was like, I need to find a posting that has Sundays off. Right. you, you, You were the one that told me good luck. And I got it. Like that's fucking like I'm able to spend Sundays with my wife now. She has weekends off, so I can spend a Sunday off with her. And we've been like the last couple couple Sundays have been awesome, amazing. And we have we're making plans. We're 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 planning stuff to where we can actually do stuff together. Before we, there was that wasn't even a possibility unless I requested time off, which 
I need to save the time because I have a baby coming in October. Oh yeah. So, so I'm saving all that time for that, for that Makes situation for, for us to, so it's like, okay, like it'd be great to take a week off, you know, and just like do whatever with my, with the people, with my family. But ultimately it's like, you know, it's just, it's just a bunch of bullshit, not bullshit, but there's so much of uh <laughs> what's the word? That's the wrong word. There's a just bunch of like, like yeah, just things coming up that you know I have to plan and but with these Sundays off, it's great. Like we we have zoo passes. We go to this we've been going to the zoo and taking the kid to the zoo and, and just like goofing around and having a good time. He's learning like the names of all the the animals and you know, they have this they added this new water section of the of the like you just get wet, like they have like sprinklers and like waterfalls, and just you just get wet. And he loves it, and we just we just go planning to get wet. It's fun. So it's just wow. stuff like that where it's just like, you know, we didn't have that before, and like people, it's funny how people like uh, they, they they come around. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like they basically say that to me, like "We're in clothing now. What the fuck are you doing?" They basically say that to me, and I'm like. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's what I was wondering is what what brought you to like to ask me about that because it's like but that was something I wanted to break to you here but I kind of broke it to you there I wanted to be like a surprise like that's a real thing like people that I, I think I've told it to you maybe I didn't but there's someone I, who will name be named be unnamed uh, who, who ran up to me and he, he was like please don't tell me I heard a rumor. Please don't tell me that you got the that, that you you got a clothing position. And I was like, I did. And he's like, why? And I'm like, why not? <laughs> like what? Like it was just like the most awkward. It was a very awkward interaction. But ultimately, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and he's great. And we've talked many times since then, and he's great. But it's just like. Like a lot of people will be like, you're in cl-, like, they'll do this. Like, like some people, like a lot of people, like, for example, I'll tell you the good ones. Bashi, he was one of the ones who was like, Hey, so you're back in mornings. I'm like, yeah, you do clothing now. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome back to mornings. You know, like, like, like awesome. Yeah. Cool. But there's some people who, who will walk by and go, you're in clothing like that. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's really good spot. It's all, they're all really nice there. Um, you, I loved center in general. Like Steven's great, Anna's great, um, Damien's great. Cause I say center because when I was, you're you probably have the same thing, but when I was in clothing, they a lot of times they told me to do center stuff, like stock. So I, a lot of times I was just merch too. So the whole center area I always liked. Even even before Steven and Anna, I had Brian and Ron, and they they were awesome too. Like everyone, so I never had any issues with anyone in that department. Um. Yeah, I have I've had I have no complaints about all that time in clothing. The only the only reason I left was just because I I saw the earlier shifts and I was like, oh, I don't mind going a little earlier. And I I wanted Sundays. Now I don't really care. I because I, when I saw the real price difference in the paycheck, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine without Sundays if I had to. But I still like the earlier shifts better, so I'm I'm still glad I signed it. So. You know, I'm I'm thinking we can wrap this up. What do you think? You yeah, good? I think anything I'm else good. you want to get off your chest? No, I think I'm good. 
Any more um, saw predictions? Okay, let me ask you this before we go. Saw predictions. What do you predict is going to happen to the, the the remaining characters? I know. So I, I, I'm not going to confirm or deny, but I just want to know what you think is going to happen to the Saw characters. I feel like Nacho's going to die. Because it would be so weird for him not to well, I think has to do whatever. So I think Nacho's gonna die. Uh, I guess it really comes down to Nacho and, and um, Kim, because the rest we already know. I mean, Howard, I'm assuming he just, you know, stops showing up. Right. So I'm thinking, Kim. I feel like one of them has to live. I feel like one of them is gonna live and then be shown at the, you know the future the future thing right because the last thing i saw was him getting made or getting you know someone recognizing him and then going okay i'm going to deal with it myself well there's probably someone who's going to get brought in but i don't know this was fun thank you so much for everything it was yeah let me know whenever you will um want to do it again for sure and as you know when this comes out let me know if there's anything that we talked about you don't you, you've uncomfortable with if there is anything um that you you want me to cut out because i can definitely do that yeah we got we we gotta do this again and when you do it again i need you to understand that you know um whatever you need i can cut it out it's not a big deal whatever you think i can cut it out it's not a problem but ultimately i want you to feel comfortable to say whatever you want to say and then as me as well like just talk and just, just be whoever and then cut it out later yeah no i i think yeah, as far as I know, no, I think we, I think we did good. My concern was, yeah, I thought I wouldn't have anything to talk about. Then you'd have to be talking a lot to cover. So I, but I think we did. I think we, I think it was pretty good. So yeah, man. Yeah, well, here's to many more. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right, man. Yeah, Take care of yourself. Night. I'll see you tomorrow at six. Are you six two thirty? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'll try to catch up on some episodes then. I'll see you. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Let me know how it goes. All right. Have a good night. All right, man. You too. Peace.